there, Father, have a blessing once again for another day. Father, I pray as always that like every other day that you would meet with us first thing in the morning. And I pray, Father, that you would have mercy on us for the sake of Christ Jesus, our Lord. That you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. And that for the rest of the day, that we would be led by your Spirit in all that we do. I pray, especially, Father, as we read this morning, that you would speak to our hearts. That you would help us, Father, to understand what it is that you're saying to us so that we can be doers of your word as well as hearers. In Jesus' name, I ask and pray. Amen. Okay. So today, earlier this morning, I have been reflecting once again on the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter uh, chapter 16 through 17. And what I'm noticing is, is that um, the author is giving us a basically a short story, a short story of the people of God, in particular, the old covenant people of God. I am convinced after reading this chapter, especially and um, reading other chapters in the book of Joshua. Um, we need to learn to distinguish between the old covenant people and the new covenant people of God. There are two distinctions, and they're very clear. Now, the old covenant people of God are, like, for example, in Joshua chapter 16, beginning at verse 1, it says, the allotment for Joshua began at Jordan of Jericho, east of the waters of Jericho, and went up from there through the desert into the hill country of Bethel. It went on from Bethel, that is Luz, crossed over to the territory of the Archites in Atharoth, descended westward to the territory of the Jephalites as far as the region of Lord Beth Horon and on to Gezer ending at the sea verse 4 reads so Manasseh and Ephraim the descendants of Joseph received their inheritance now what I would like for us to do is just take a few minutes to kind of Identify what's going on here, in particular, the old covenant people of God. The old covenant people of God, we must remember, deals with those chosen by God and most spoken about God in the Old Testament of your Bible. People like Adam and Eve. 
would be considered, I'm convinced, would be considered the uh, part of this old covenant people. Although the covenant that God had made with them was different, quite distinct in some ways compared to the people of Israel, the descendants of Israel. It was a little bit different. And, you know, that's what I want to start doing. I want to start making these distinctions clear to you. That's what I'm going to try to do. It's kind of hard to do that because um, we don't think in these terms often, especially um, currently in the modern world. Talking about in our household specifically. We don't think in these terms. But in reality, we are the new covenant people of God. We really are. We are the new covenant people of God. And, and so, um, being that we are the new covenant people of God, God deals with us in a certain way, just like he dealt with the people of the old covenant in a certain way. Now, over in Joshua, what we see is, we see God fulfilling his promises to the old covenant people, specifically the descendants of Israel. Are you with me? It's important to understand this because when you read in the Bible, you want to be able to sort of follow the covenant. Follow where the covenant is going and what God is doing in the covenant when he's dealing with the people, his people. In Joshua chapter 16, the allotment for Joseph, we see right now that, first of all, the allotment is talking about the land. A land. And that's why you see it spelled out how much land they're going to get, where it's located, and so forth. Well, this is part of the promise of God to the old covenant people. Um, God had promised them earlier on, especially if you recall back in the books of uh, Exodus and Deuteronomy, God had, and, and beginning with even Joseph and Abraham, God had promised them a particular land that would be theirs, that they can call their own. So what God is doing, he's basically in this chapter, he's fulfilling that promise right now. They finally made it into the land of Canaan. And so God is, he's saying, okay, uh, here's your land. I promise you, I promised your, your, your forefathers, Jacob, okay, I promised them, especially Jacob, that I would give him land, and I also promised Adam, I mean not Adam, but Abraham, that I would give him land as well. Well, what what do we see here? What what's the problem with this? Well, Joseph, first of all, was dead by this time. But notice how the author speaks about him. The allotment for Joseph. He speaks about Joseph as if Joseph was alive even. Matter of fact, as I was reading this, 
I started asking my question, myself the question, is Manasseh and Ephraim still alive? Well, Manasseh and Ephraim are not alive, at least in the sense that we know it, we would know it. But to God, they were alive. <laughs> to God, they are alive. Not were alive, but they are alive. Even right now, they, God sees Joseph, Manasseh, and Ephraim as being alive. And it just really kind of dawned on me that this is how God views us as his people. God is a spirit and he's in heaven. But as far as he's concerned, we are here in this earth, but we also are in heaven as well. That's how he sees us. As the new covenant people of God. Yes, that's right. We are united with Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. Now, how does this all work? It's mysterious. It's, it's a mystery. God doesn't explain in detail how all this works. But this is how he considers us. And well, the, what, what I'm thinking is, is that if God considers this way, considers us this way, meaning that he considers us as being alive, in the earth and in heaven, just like Joseph, Manasseh, and Ephraim, although they are alive not in the earth, God does realize that they are alive, though, as far as God is concerned, with him in heaven. And so that's why he speaks the way he does in the Old Testament about Joseph and Ephraim and, this, and, and Manasseh in this particular passage. He speaks about them in a way that as if they were alive. I, I, had, I mean, I had to really sit down and kind of figure this out. I was like, wow, are, okay, are they there? And No, they're not there. But God considered them as being there. And all the descendants of them as those who were actually there and who were actually alive in the earth, he spoke to them, assuring them, reassuring them, that this land that they were receiving was not because of something they did. It's because of something that he did. And not only that, it was a reminder to them to think about their ancestors and to be thankful for their ancestors and to consider their ancestors as being alive in heaven, even in the old covenant. I'm convinced that that's what God was was teaching them. Just like he's teaching us right now. There are many who are not here with us today. They have gone on. They're dead. Their bodies are buried in the ground. Or whatever it may be. Wherever it may be, their bodies are still here in this earth in whatever form. They had, if it was cremated, it's in, it's in a cremated, um, cremate, cremated form. It's dust. Um, compacted, very, very tight. Um, but their souls continues to exist. Their souls are in heaven with God. Are you with me now? And so I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to lift your, um, your, your thinking sort of, as a, I'm trying to, I'm trying to lift it to a higher level, I'm trying to get you to start thinking 
the way God wants us to think. And the way God wants us to think is that we are, we are eternal beings. And even though our bodies, when we die, our bodies die, yes, and they, are, they get buried or cremated, whatever it may be the case, our souls continue to live. And even more important, or just as important, I should say, the covenant of God continues to exist. And it transcends time, meaning that God is faithful to his promises. If God, when, when God promises you that he's going to give you, say, for example, like going back to the book of Joshua, he's going to give you land. He's going to give you land. Now, in this case, Joseph, Manasseh, and Ephraim, they didn't see this land, but their descendants saw the land. And as far as God is concerned, his promise was fulfilled in that moment, in that day, and in that time. And so I'm thinking, well, Joseph, Manasseh, and Ephraim, who were in, they had to be somewhere in heaven to, 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 to have understood this. And I believe in heaven, the Lord Jesus especially, he's our king. And I believe that when we pass on, the New Testament reveals this, that when we die, for those who believe the new covenant people of God, they are actually ushered into we are those who have died they have, they are us they were ushered into the presence of God by the angels of 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 God they were actually ushered into the presence of of Jesus himself and so even right now for those who have died and for those who we know who believe in Jesus Christ they're in the presence of the Lord Jesus because God had promised them that and Jesus himself promised that. He said, I'll go to prepare a place for you in heaven. He's talking about so that when we die, if, uh, if, if we die before he returns, we have a place in heaven. Amen? We, we, we have a place in heaven after we die to wait with our Lord Jesus. Before he returns again. So this is our eternal hope. This is our hope. That God. Will. Do all that he has promised. In his word. And this is what Jesus talked about. You know a lot of times I don't know. If you, you remember seeing in, in the New Testament. Especially Jesus said for all those who believe. You shall not die. You will not die. But the thing, the problem is, is that we do see people dying all the time. Well, but for those who are a part of the new covenant, they do not actually die. Their bodies die, but their souls continue to live way past the time of the death of their body. Now, pretty much that goes for everybody, to be honest. It goes for everybody. Those who are... Even those who are non-believers, non-Christians, they continue to live also. Their soul continues to live. 
But that the, where their soul goes, it's not in the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, in that sense, they die. Because life is, you got to get this. It's really important you get this. Life begins with Jesus. It begins with God. Life, listen, listen. Life in, in, in its truest sense, in its truest sense, is a relationship with God. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. A life without God the Father, the Son, a relationship with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is no life at all as far as God is concerned. And that's why even Adam and Eve, in the day that you eat, you shall surely die. And what did he do? What did, they, did they die immediately? No, their bodies did not die. But what did he do? He cast them out of his presence. And that's part of death as far as he's concerned. They're cast out of his presence. They no longer have you know, a lot of the uh, the covenantal rights that they once had that had that had been completed uh, that was taken away. So it's important we see this, even as new covenant believers. Now, I know I'm going back and forth, but that's why you got to be you got to be really listening. You got to be listening now, walking with me. Because I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get you to a place of living a life as new covenant believers. I'm trying to get you to a place of really appreciating your the, the covenant which God has made with you. And live it, actually living it. And having what Jesus called life abundant. Here, even starting right now in this earth. You can start living right now your life. Thinking about it as having it, having it being eternal. You know, a lot of people don't, who don't live like this, they end up living a life that is anxious. They're anxious all the time. And I know this from experience. Whenever I forget that I'm alive in Jesus Christ, I'm alive and that I'm a new covenant believer. When I forget those things, I start being anxious about life. And fear starts to come in. And, you know, even sometimes I find myself fearing death. Um, You know, I realize that especially as I get older, that my body it doesn't do what it used to do. It doesn't want to do what it used to do because it's dying. But the inward person, the soul, which continues to live, what I'm noticing is, is that that doesn't die. As a matter of fact, it's getting stronger. How do I know it's getting stronger? It's getting stronger because um, I want to be with my Lord, Jesus, more and more each day. I want to see Jesus just as I'm looking at and seeing you right now. Just as you're hearing me right now, I want to hear Jesus. I want to touch Jesus. I want to, I want to hug Jesus. 
I want to I want to stand in the presence of Jesus and I want to talk with Jesus and I want to share with him. Even though I do it now through prayer and, you know, I'm always talking with them. But I want I want to actually I want to actually see him. And that's what I look forward to. And that's what God promises us. He promises us a day is coming when we will be with Jesus in the same way that we are with each other even right now. And God has, just like he, he listen, just like he gave <clears throat> land to Joseph, that is the descendants of Joseph, Manasseh, and Ephraim, although they weren't there, he gave it to the descendants. There's coming a day when we're going to receive a land too, and it's a new heavens, a new earth, a new Jerusalem. Or a, in this case, going back to Joshua, a new Regent, allotment, and a new inheritance. Bethel, Jericho, Jordan. We're gonna, they're going to be flowing, flowing rivers of life and so forth. This is the new heavens, the new earth. God promises the new covenant people especially. And all those who are part... Part of the new covenant, begin all the way back over into the Old Testament. There are new covenant people, believe, believers, right there. They were looking forward to the same promise that we're looking forward to, beginning with Abraham. He was definitely one of them. I know for sure would be considered a new covenant believer. And but God was speaking to him in in in, in sort of shadowy forms, and you know, it's, it's like a kid. You know, when you when you coloring, you kind of outline before you start coloring in. At least that's that's how I do it. And that's basically how God was doing. He was outlining this 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 promise to the people of Israel. And then he now he's coloring it in. He has colored it in to a point where we there 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 are those who have gone before us who actually saw Jesus in his first advent and actually did touch him and felt him. Matter of fact, Mary gave birth to him. And she's alive in heaven, we believe. As a church, as a, as a Christian church, we believe Mary is alive in heaven. As a matter of fact, there are, there, are, there are brothers and sisters who are part of the new covenant who pray to Mary. Now, you know, i got to make it clear. When, when I say pray to Mary, they don't pray to Mary like she's God, but they make petitions to her. They ask her about things that we could ask as well for those who are gone before us. Ask. Ask them to pray for, pray for us in the presence of the Lord Jesus because that's where they're at. Hey, you know, you there in heaven now. Listen, put a word in for me. <laughs> I know I, I can use it. So, but I'm, I'm sharing this with you to give you hope, an internal hope, a real hope. Amen? The heads bow, eyes closed, let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for this careful reminder. That we, as your new covenant believers, are alive in Jesus Christ, even right now. Even though we're in this earth, there's a part of us that's in heaven, too, with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he's in us. Just like your spirit is in us. And you are in us. We've been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all of this 
It's mysterious. I don't know how all I, you don't you don't explain in detail how all this actually works. But we have to believe. We walk by faith, not by sight. Our faith is in you. So I pray this for those who are listening right now, that they would be encouraged wherever they're at, in whatever position they are, in the hospital. Some are right now are gasping and taking their last breath. I pray for them. I pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would send people and your angels to come to them and comfort them and let them know that it's not over. It's just beginning. Life it's never, there's, there's no ending to our life for those who are new covenant believers, those who believe in Jesus Christ. There's no ending to life. It's just a changing of forms, a changing of the guard, as it were. We're just changing from one form to the other as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're pilgrims passing through, trusting in you, trusting in your promises, that you will fulfill your promises just like you did to Joseph. Ephraim, Manasseh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, so forth. In Jesus' name I ask and pray. Amen.